Well, the Panthers and Sergei Bobrovsky got their revenge on the Blue Jackets as they win 4 nothing in last night's game in Florida. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what went wrong. We're going to talk about what we liked. It's a bit shorter list. And uh, we're also going to do a prospect check-in. That's all coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, the bad, the good, the yelling. There's not going to be a lot of yelling in this episode, um, but all of those things and more about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also on YouTube. So, uh, if you haven't already, then uh, feel free to hit the subscribe button over there. It helps you out. It helps me out. Everybody wins. And uh, speaking of winning, I guess, uh, let's talk about the Blue Jackets because that's what they did not do last night. Um, they get shot out for, I believe, the second time this season uh, by the Florida Panthers. I think the first time they got shot out was against the Boston Bruins, but I could be wrong about that. Um, the thing about this game was... It wasn't even, like, a particularly bad game. And I think, like, we've seen the Blue Jackets have bad games. We've seen them have, you know, games where everything is going wrong. That wasn't one of... This wasn't one of these games. This was just a game where they didn't score. Um, I don't think the Blue Jackets were particularly bad. I don't think Bobrovsky was particularly good. I think he had a, I think he had a decent game. Obviously, he got a shutout. Um, 22 saves. Um but it's it, it it is what it is. Um, and honestly, like when the Panthers opened the scoring, I had a bad feeling. Um, Brandon Montour scored with uh, about eleven minutes left in the first period. Matthew Kachuk adds a second goal uh, a few minutes into the second. That goal was such a weird one. Um, it was. I mean, it was it was a perfectly fine goal. It was a very Matthew Kachuk like goal. But I saw the puck go into the zone, and I don't know if anyone else does this, but sometimes I watch a puck go into the zone, and I'm like, man, that's going in the net. Could be 30 seconds from now, could be two minutes from now, but that puck's going in the net, and it it sure did. Um, up until that point, I thought the, the Blue Jackets were kind of in it. They had a really strong first period, actually. Um, like that that second line, especially the line A, uh, Rossovic chinikov line, I thought was, was very strong um, in, you know, varying parts but the everyone else just kind of looked a bit like i said lifeless uh alexander barkov scored only his sixth goal of the season he's been in and out of the lineup with with illness um sam reinhardt adds an empty netter on the end and that is that is all she wrote um like i said i don't know that anyone had particularly good games um i think some some blue jackets had better games than others uh, something interesting to me is uh, that fourth line is finally getting fourth line minutes. And honestly, didn't hate them last night. Uh, it's almost as if if you give the, the fourth line the correct amount of ice time, they are not woefully inadequate. Um, that being said, I did check uh, halfway through the game on Natural Stat Trick to just kind of see 
where uh, where they were at. Um, the the Blue Jackets and the Panthers actually split the shot attempts dead even, forty three to forty three, um, in in five v five, and then uh, they ended up doing fifty six to fifty one in favor of the Panthers for all situations. So. Their power play was just way more dangerous than, than the Blue Jackets, which, yeah, makes sense. Um, in terms of lines for the Blue Jackets, uh, that fourth line only got six minutes of ice time at even strength. Um, they were on the ice for two shot attempts for a nine against, which is not good in anyone's book anyone's book is that a good idea um i know i just said that i didn't hate them but they were limited in the damage they could do um which frankly sometimes that's the best it's going to be um something else that's interesting as well is that we talked about that that second line having success um and this is something else that i kind of picked up on um that second line success is almost entirely down to igor chinikov's uh play and Patrick Lyonnais finishing. Um, last night, Igor Chinikov had a 66% uh, course of four percentage. He, had 20, he was on the ice for 22 shot attempts for and 11 against. Uh, Patrick Lyonnais for 16 for and 11 against. Um, and then Jack Rostovic it was, um, in fairness, Jack Rostovic was 50-50. He was 11 and 11. Um, so not, not terrible. Um, a big surprise for me was how well, Jay Christensen and Andrew Peake played in that game as well. Um, I thought they were both really great. Uh, and Jay Christensen, I still would like him to get a little more ice time, um, but it's nice to see Erica Branson not getting 26 minutes a night. That's always nice. Um, Jay Christensen was on the ice for 17 shot attempts, four and five against, uh, which almost definitely means that as soon as um, Adam Boquist comes back, he will be sent back down to Cleveland, because why would we have multiple effective defensemen where we could just swap one of our competent defensemen for another competent defenseman and leave the others just where they are. But that's, that is a conversation for another time. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit more about the game because I have a couple more things to say about it. Uh, but first I've got to tell you about bet online because it's your number one source for all stats, betting and football and news and analysis and soccer and it's college ball season Basketball, uh, college basketball is happening. They've got everything at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which you're listening to a lot about Blue Jackets, I'm sure you do, uh, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting information. Um, so if you want to put some money on, I don't know, the Blue Jackets doing the impossible and beating Tampa Bay uh, to, tomorrow night's game, then you could put some money on them at betonline.net use your laptop or mobile device to go to the website and learn more bet online where the game starts so i'm going to stop i'm going to stop banging on about possession in a minute because frankly it just it wasn't it wasn't what they uh it just it wasn't working it was it was it was not good um but i do want to talk about the goaltending because I feel like the Blue Jackets just didn't make Sergei Bobrovsky work very hard. Past that like first period, um it was it was very much oh the regular save, regular save, reasonable save, like everything that he should have saved, he did, and they didn't really challenge him. Um and that might be like confirmation bias on my end, but um, I want to look at 
the uh, the individual games that they are not giving me um, because sometimes natural Star Trek doesn't like to do what I wanted to do. That's fine, um, but it's I don't know. It like I said, it's it's it was a really frustrating game to watch. Not because the Blue Jackets played badly, because they didn't. Um, the Blue Jackets played fine. They were an extremely cromulent team. They could have worked harder. They should have worked harder, frankly. Um, and it's frustrating that they didn't. But sometimes... Sometimes you just can't score. Um, and I think that was that was the thing, was they probably should have had at least a couple of goals on Bobrovsky, and they didn't. Um, Muslikins probably should have made a couple more saves, and he didn't. And that kind of came. That was the, the story of the game. Um, I don't think Florida looked like a particularly dangerous team. It wasn't the same Florida team that they played a couple of weeks ago um, where the Florida Panthers had, like, 94 shot attempts on goal and scored on two of them. You know, it was a much more even game. It was a much more um, balanced game. Unfortunately, Muslikins couldn't couldn't make the saves that he needed to and Bobrovsky made all of the saves that he needed to so that's kind of that's kind of it for for the the game like the players um I do want to say the power play continues to suck like the power play was just brutal and I kind of touched on that a little bit earlier with um the the Corsi percentage um the the shot attempts that we talked about was um it was just like I said, it was just not not very good. It was not dangerous. Um, they had it looks like um, the Blue Jackets had six shot attempts in three penalties, um, two actual shots. So they converted on thirty three percent of their shot attempts. Uh, to contrast that, when the Panthers were on the power play, they had 10 attempts for and converted uh, six of those to actual shots. They didn't score, but they did way more than the Blue Jackets did with the same amount of penalty time. Um, I do think the penalty kill was fine. The penalty kill was good, which is great, because the penalty kill hasn't been great for you know a few games now. Um, it was egregiously bad against LA, I thought, but um, it could have been worse. Uh, the the problem is that, yeah, if you're not scoring goals, then having a good penalty kill doesn't help you score goals. Um, you know, like they had a short-handed goal last game, sure. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything. I don't have anything groundbreaking to say about the penalty kill that I haven't already said, except that I'd rather have a good power play than a good penalty kill. Um, especially if, if you're not, like I said, if you're not scoring goals, like a good penalty kill is not going to magically make you score goals. Um, I think a good penalty kill, if you can get that rolling, uh, sorry, a good power play, if you can get a good power play rolling, then that'll help. Um, and I think that'll help with the defensive issues as well, because it just, it just will. A good penalty kill is a nice thing to have, but I don't think it's essential um, for team success, frankly. Um, and that's what we've kind of seen all season from the Blue Jackets is when the power play, when the, the penalty kill is good, that's exciting, it's great, but it's not generally helping them win games. So, I don't, like I said, I, I, I don't have anything groundbreaking, but I wanted to point out power play still bad, penalty kill maybe looking up. Who's to say? Um, the Blue Jackets are playing Tampa Bay next. 
So I'm sure that'll be fun and not at all um, embarrassing and stressful and whatnot. But uh, we're going to talk about that in tomorrow's episode. We'll do a little bit of a game preview because I believe this is the second matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Blue Jackets lost the first round, obviously. But uh, that's tomorrow's episode. Uh, for the final segment of this episode, we're going to do another prospect checking because I realized it's been a minute since uh, since we did that. And so with the World Juniors coming up, I uh, thought we would take a quick look at one of the prospects that has been selected for his team. And uh, so in just a minute, we're going to talk about Stanislav Svozol. That's coming up next on Locked on Blue Jackets. So let's talk Stanislav Svozol, uh, who, for my money, is one of the more exciting kind of under-the-radar prospects that the Blue Jackets have. I know everyone's very excited about Matejchuk and Juracek and Kulemans and... Um, you know, uh, obviously the emergence of Tim Bernie, Marcus Bjork, but Stanislav Svozor has been just kind of kicking it in the WHL and frankly killing it. Um, so Svozor was a guy that was projected to go, you know, kind of at the end of the first round in 2021. He had a really quiet draft year, fell in the, the rankings, um, fell into the second round. And then the Blue Jackets somehow managed to snipe him at the third in the third round. Uh, he went 69th overall to the Blue Jackets. Um, they immediately sent him to the WHL, uh, where last season, in his rookie season, uh, he had 41 points in 59 games, um, which is pretty great. This season, he has decided to do even better. Um, he's currently at 37 points in only 28 games played. Uh, Elite Prospects has him projected at uh, 86 points in 65 games, um, which is, I mean, that's pretty good in anyone's book, frankly. But then if you look at kind of in a, from a team standpoint, he's fourth on the team in scoring. Uh, he's second on the team in assists, um, only behind some guy called Connor Bedard, who you may or may not have heard of. Um, he has like 37 points. The next highest scoring defenseman on this team uh, has 12 points. So that tells you something about, about Svozil, I think. Um, he is probably not going to be a like top top guy for the blue jackets but if they can get like a decent middle pairing development development um cycle out of him like that feels that feels like a win to me um something else of note uh, that i kind of found out by accident while i was poking around um he's currently second among all skaters in the whl in assists uh the again the only player that has more assists than him in the entire whl is Connor bedard uh, his his Regina teammates, uh, he has 37 assists versus Svozil's 32. So if he's, obviously, Conor Bedard has a bajillion more goals, but if you're keeping up with Conor Bedard on, uh, on assists, and I wonder how many of those assists are on those Bedard goals, um, maybe they'll be teammates uh, this time next year. Who's who's to say? Um, but I'm I'm really impressed with, with Svozil. I thought he was a sneaky good pick for the Blue Jackets at the time. I thought he was a, a pretty good late late third steal or early third steal. I don't remember how, how numbers work. Um, but a guy that was projected to go in the first round dropped off the board because of a quiet draft year, because of, you know, COVID, obviously. Um, that, that whole draft was kind of weird, weird and wonky, and a lot of guys went in places that they maybe shouldn't have gone. Um, but I think Svozil might be one of those guys where you look back and you're like, how is this guy, how, how did this guy drop to the third round? Um, because frankly, he's killing it in the WHL. Um, I thought he had a really good training camp with the Blue Jackets. Uh, he went to Traverse City with them and he was noticeable there. Um, 
He, I believe, turns uh, 20 during this season. Um, he is... He turns 20 in January, uh, so next season. So he has, I believe, one more year of eligibility with Pat. Um, but after his junior season finishes, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come and join the Monsters for the tail end of their season. Um, Monsters may be making the, the Calder Cup playoffs. I don't know where they are in the standings at the minute. They had a weird a weird weekend, um, a fun comeback from like 4 nothing down to win 6-5 in overtime. Um, the Monsters... Might yeah, I would I would not be surprised to see the monsters make the playoffs. They're currently third in their division. They are uh, 11, 8, 1, and two. So it's looking it's looking pretty good for the monsters. I would not be surprised to see Sposal join them uh, late in the season to maybe just be an extra guy for the um, playoffs. Will he get a lot of ice time? Maybe not. But sometimes all you need is to get your foot in the door is to be one of those black aces. All they need is an injury, and suddenly you have a chance. So um, I'll be super excited to keep track of Sposal. Because, um, like I said, I don't think he's going to be a top guy. I don't think he's going to be, you know, the next Zach Wierenski or anything. But the fact that the way he's putting up points, um, the way he continues to grow, and, like, you, I haven't seen him play a ton. Um, I watched a little bit earlier this season when I was doing kind of a, a prospect roundup. Um, he looks good. He looks strong away from the puck as well. And I feel like the 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 issue with offensive defensemen is always, but how do they play defense? And he's he's fine. He's not, you know, end of the world good, but he's fine. Uh, and yeah, I could see him fitting in on that second pairing pretty pretty nicely. Um, so I feel like all of the the Prospect check-ins we've done so far have been of defensemen. Um, the Blue Jays have a lot of defensemen, a lot of defensive prospects. Um, and as the older guys start to kind of age out, I think it's going to be really interesting to see which guys make the jump. Um, but definitely keep your eye on Svozil. He's a real kind of under-the-radar pick for for my money. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a good long look in training camp uh, next season and probably start the season with the Monsters, but we'll see where... We'll see where it goes from there. And uh, that's kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, like I said, tomorrow we'll preview the Tampa Bay Lightning. We haven't seen those guys in a while. I'm sure that game will be fun and not at all make me want to throw my laptop out of the window. Um, but hey, stranger things have happened. So uh, we'll we'll preview that game. Uh, we might do a little prospect check-in, actually, if I can pull the research together in time. But for now, I've been Joe Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day uh, or your second listen of the day or your third watch. Whenever or wherever you are listening or watching, I appreciate you. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. Uh, we're over on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed over there, feel free to do so. Um, I super, super, super appreciate it. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.